Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church. All right. Hey, welcome, welcome. Great to see you and welcome to church. Great place to be on Sunday morning. Hey, so next week, next week is the week is the first time that we have ever done this, but next week we're going to take a special offering, we're calling it uh, Preparing the Way, and, and really, here, here's, if you haven't been here the last little bit, maybe, maybe you've missed this, but here's what we're looking at, is really, we're looking at next year saying, what could we do if we had more? If we had a little more finance, what, what could we do? What are some of the things that we could do with, with kids? What are the, some of the things that we could do with youth? And here's the deal. We, we're not going anywhere. We are doing well because you guys are. You guys are generous, and, and we, we work very hard uh, on the way that we steward the finances. Next year's budget is set on 90% of this year's budget, so we've got margin from the very beginning. We, this, this is now we're going to close the doors. This is simply, what could we do, and could we do some more, and who could we reach, and how could we make a bigger impact and more of a difference in some different areas, and what about some buildings, and, and how, what would that look for us to be more prepared for that? So here's all that I ask. Simply, what I'm asking is this, is for you to pray. Pray about doing something that you wouldn't normally do, and, and then just, you know what, if God lays a number on your heart, do that. So all I ask is that you pray, and then next week, bring that, and we'll just take that right during that regular tithes and offerings time, but we're going to do that, and then we're excited to see what God does in us and through us this, this coming year. But you picked an awesome week to be here. I'm absolutely loving this. We're in a series, and last week, last week we, we, I asked the question, how do we love God? Like, how do, how do, if we say we love him, like, what does, that, what does that mean? Does it change anything in the way that we live, the move, our week in, week out? What does it change? And really, like, how, what that's supposed to do, really, Hebrews 6, verse, verse 10, kind of, kind of sums that up when it says this. It says, for God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard we have worked, the work that we've done for him, and how you, how you have shown your love to him, God, by caring for other believers. And that's what we do. We care for one another. And really, we looked at three main areas that we do this in, in our time, in our talent, and in our treasure. And they all start with T because it's just easier to remember that way. Our time, our talent, and a treasure. And we looked at like, what can we do and how, how can we do that? How can we, we make sure that we have some time in our schedule? What can we do? But anytime we hear that, I think many often, very often, many times, what we do is we think, well, when I get more, I'll do more. Anybody, anybody ever think that? Well, you're, you're like, yeah, well, I'll do, I'll do some more when, when, when things change. I'll, I'll have more time when the kids get to another phase. And then they get to another phase and you realize this is the time phase too. And it's just like, it just, it just kind of keeps going. Or maybe, maybe you've gotten... A, a promotion at work, or you switch jobs, or the company grows, so you give yourself some, so, uh, a raise or jump like that, and you're like, man, this is really going to change some things for us financially. And it kind of does for a while, but then you realize a couple months later, you're like, where did that extra money go? <laughs> like, like, it's gone. Like, your life just swallows it up. And that's, that's so true, because here's what we know. Luke 16.10 says, if we're faithful in little things, we'll be faithful in large ones. 
But if you're dishonest in little things, you'll be dishonest in large ones. Here's another way of saying it. I can paraphrase that verse by saying this. What you do with what you have is what you will do with what you get. There's, so here's what that means. There's not a number of like, well, well, if I had an extra hour, then I'd be able to. The way we use our time is the way we, we would use our time. Financially, there's not a number that, well, I would be generous or we would be able to give the way. If we, no. What you do with what you have is what you will do with what you get. If you're to get more, just give it a few months and you'll be right back into it. It's the person that says, well, I won't be in debt anymore if I just made. And then they get that raise, but their lifestyle swallows it up. And so, yeah, they may go from 60 to 80, 80 to 100,000, whatever it may be. But their lifestyle swallows it up. And all of a sudden, they're like, I'm right back not wanting to go to the mailbox because there's bills that I can't pay because I'm right back where I was. So how do we do this? How do, we, how, do, how do we approach this if, if one of the things that's supposed to change on the inside of us, and here's what this isn't, please don't feel, I don't want you to think that this is me trying to guilt you into anything. 2 Corinthians says this, it says, each of us should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly, not under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So I'm not trying to, to, to tell you, well, you have to, and I hope you, and if you don't, no, 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 that's not, that's not what this is. In fact, Hebrews 10 says this, let us think of ways that we can motivate one another to acts of love and good deeds. I want to inspire you, cheer you on, and show you that there might be some ways to do some more with the things that you already have. Like, like think about it this way, constraint is the catalyst of creativity. We get creative when we don't have everything that we need. Or when, 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 there's, when there's a restriction around us is when we see the most creativity. So I, I, don't, I don't know what it was like for you growing up, but um, my mom got creative with, with food, okay? And here, here's what I mean. is like she'd be cooking and she'd realize, I don't have something. And so she'd be like, well, I'll substitute. Okay, and there's been some really interesting things that she substituted. You would not believe me if I told you. But this one I will share is this one. One time we come down, we come down for breakfast. And mom's like, I got made pancakes. I'm a little kid. I'm like, sweet, pancakes. Which you know what pancakes are? They're just this thing and then you just like, you drown them in syrup, right? So we get, she, she passes out pancakes and I'm so excited to eat this pancake. So I get the pancake and I get the syrup out and I put it on there and, and I cut it up. And as I'm cutting it, and I always use a fork, I don't need a knife to cut pancakes. You should never need a knife. There's something wrong if you need a knife to cut pancakes. Okay, the fork should do. And so I'm cutting the pancake, and it's a little bit weird. But that's okay because like, like it's a little bit like maybe, maybe kind of chunky-ishy as, as I'm cutting it. But we do oatmeal pancakes and just like we do some seriously. And sometimes the oatmeal is oh, like whatever. They're, they're thick. So I'm like, oh, there's just a thick pancake. So I cut this thing with my fork, because that's how pancakes are meant to be cut, and then I, I take a bite, and when I do, like, it's kind of chewy, and I'm like, mom, what is this? And she's like, oh, you're fine, just eat it, just eat it, and I'm like, oh, so I take another bite, and I'm like, what, mom, what is in here? And she's like, nothing. I'm like, mom, what is in the pancake? She's like, well, it's just... I just made, made pancakes out of some leftovers. 
And I'm like, what did you put in here? And I look over there, and there's the blender. And she'd taken steak that we had the night before and put it in the blender and put it in my pancakes. I promise you she did that. I promise you she did that. And I'm like, oh, my. So that was a little bit of creativity that shouldn't have been there, okay? Like, that, that should not be there. But here's the thing. When we... When, when we come up against times where we think, well, is what I have enough and what I don't know that I could do anymore, let me just say this. Maybe it's just time to be a little bit more creative, to look and be like, well, actually, what could I do with what I have? Is, is there something that I could, I could change, something that I could change? Second Corinthians says this in chapter 8, verse 7. It says, since you excel in so many things in your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge and enthusiasm, and your love for us, I also want you to excel at the grace of giving. Like, 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 get better at this. Like, what is it that we can do? Can we get creative in that? So here's, here's what I want you to do. I want you to excel at the grace of giving. I want you to excel in this, but three areas I want to look at is that time, talent, and treasure. So here's what I'd like you to do. If you're taking notes, you're already ready. You've got your notepad out or your device you're doing that on. But if not, go ahead, get out your phone, get out a sheet of paper, get out something. I want you to take some notes on this. Here's what I would like you to do. Get out whatever you would like, something you could write on or write in. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to write three words down. We're going to write time. You're not going to guess the next one. Talent. And prepare to be surprised. Treasure. None of you are surprised. Okay, that's all right. Write those three down. Write those three words down, and here's what we're going to do. In a minute, not yet, but in a minute, I'm going to ask you to rate yourself at where you are and how well you're serving God in those three areas, your time, your talent, and your treasure. But here's the reason why. It's because of this, because what we measure we improve. What we measure, we improve. How many of you have a scale at your house? Raise your hand if you have a scale at your house. Okay, okay. How many of you like the scale at your house? Like some of you are like, it's broken. I don't know what's wrong with it every time. Okay, here's the deal. You have a scale at your house, and when you stand on it, it measures and gives you feedback. And as a result, you have information to do something with. You can look at it and be like, Climb, baby, climb. Look, here we go. Like, that's what I'm after. Or maybe you can go, like, this isn't what it's supposed to be. Or, or maybe you can decide, okay, now I need to do something about it. Right? We measure it. And if you, man, if maybe you're one of those people, you get on that thing every day. Why? Because you want to know where it is, and it's an indicator of where something is headed. Our weight. We're like, why? We measure it. So what I want to do is what we're going to do is we're going to measure where we are. Because when we measure things, they change. It's in those areas that we improve. And what we measure and visit again and again, well, that changes even more. Now, um, Avery, Avery is our, our oldest daughter, and she's, she's learning how to drive. And one thing that, that I have struggled to teach her yet, really to even show her, is... She has never seen me get pulled over. Now, that's not a problem I had growing up. Like, when I grew up, um, I watched my dad get pulled over 
all the time, like all the time. So he blames it on the fact that they were missionaries in Mexico for like seven or eight years. And he's like, well, I, I, my, my Mexico driving, he's like, I just, I just can't get rid of it. And so he would get pulled over a lot. Like, I never was like, what do you do when a cop gets pulled over? I knew exactly what to do because I saw my dad get pulled over. Like, a lot. He would just drive fast. He would drive fast. I knew you pull over, you get all the way off the side of the road, you roll your window down, you turn the car all the way off, you put your hands on the steering wheel, and you put the dome light on. He's like... That's what you, I watched my dad do that over and over. One time we were, we were headed up north, we're on 131, last bridge right there by Cadillac. We passed the bridge and, and looked behind, I'm like, Dad, and he's like, oh yeah, we're getting pulled over. So, so we, we, we pull over and he does exactly that whole, the whole routine and, and we're getting up there and guy walks up to the car and goes, Pastor Dwayne, how you doing today? My dad's like, oh, I was doing pretty good. Like, uh, and he's like, slow down. And he, and, and he walks back to his car. And I'm like, you're so lucky. <sighs> Next week, we're headed back up that same direction, right by that same spot. And we're on the way up there. And uh, we go underneath that same bridge. And I look behind me and I'm like, and he's like, oh, man, because I, I saw the cop, and he's like, son of a gun. Oh, that's what I say. I don't think he actually said that part. I'm the son of a gun guy. But anyways, he's like, okay, here we go. So we pull over, and he goes through the whole routine, and he puts his hands up there, and, and out comes the cop, and the cop comes up, and he looks in the exact same cop that got him the week before, looks at him and goes, the third time is not the charm, and walks back to his car. <laughs> and he's like, I go, and I'm just kind of laughing, and he's like, mm-mm, mm-mm, we're not going to talk about this. And he has never given me permission to shout, tell, tell that story. But anyways, <laughs> so, so and, and I'm telling this story just to kind of poke fun at my dad. But see, the other thing is, my dad is very Dutch, okay? And when I say Dutch, I mean, it's not just that like, he doesn't speak Dutch, but um, penny-pinching, penny like crazy. I remember when I was a kid, we were in grade school, and we were out on the playground, and I'm doing what kids do. You get out on the playground, and what do you do? You take off your coat, and, and you go and play. And the recess person comes up, and they're like, hey, um, you got to put your coat on. And I'm like, it's not cold. And they're like, no, you have to put your coat on. I'm like, I'm not cold. And they're like, if it's below 60 degrees, you have to put your coat on. And I looked at him, and I said, my house is not kept at 60 degrees. I'm not cold. And I remember the recess teacher goes, yes, it is. You're wrong. I guarantee you your house is not below 60 degrees. And I was like, teacher is wrong. So I remember my mom came to pick me up that day, and I'm like, mom, the recess teacher said that there's no way we keep our house below 60 degrees. And I told her, yes, we do. And she thinks I'm lying. And she's like, oh, no, you're right. I said, what is that temperature? She's like, we keep it at about 55 degrees. Like, that was, that was just the house. And that wasn't like at night. Like, that wasn't like, we, that, was, that was the high that it got to. We would do family gatherings, and my, my in-laws and all the aunts and uncles would come, and they'd all come, and they'd put on slippers and hoodies and everything in between because they did not spend. I remember we would not turn on the furnace until November. Like, it was just like, it ain't turning on no matter what the weather's doing. Okay, so I had two things here. Dad is very Dutch, and he likes to speed. Okay, so have we established that fact? Well, one, dad would drive fast. It was, it, was, uh, it was so bad that I remember one year he could not drive mom's car. He had so many tickets, he couldn't be on that insurance. Okay, anyways, just, just throwing that one out there just for fun, dad. Okay, but here's the next thing. So then we get a car one year, 
And it's got a new feature that we didn't have on any of our cars. And it was this little thing up in the dash that would give you real-time gas mileage. And it would tell you your average gas mileage. Overnight, my dad went from lead foot, too many tickets, pulled over, no cops by name, to lazy Sunday afternoon driver. Oh my goodness. He got a gauge of how much it was costing him to do what, and he went the absolute opposite. He would know a stop sign is coming. You can't even see it yet. And he's gliding for two miles up to a stop sign. You're behind him and you're like, are you turning? What's going on? No, no, no. There's a stop sign somewhere up there. He would put it in neutral because neutral glided farther than drive. And so we would roll and roll and roll and you're like, dad, are you kidding me? And instead of getting places fast, he's like, I need to know where I get the best mileage. And so he would just watch that gauge and be like, where is it? And he'd find it. So he went from getting oh my goodness, and now he's just crazy, crazy slow. It got so bad, I'm like, we'd get to an intersection, I'm like, Dad, that was a stop sign. And he's like, well, I don't want to stop, because I get bad mileage when I start back. He'd roll through stop signs. I'm like, Dad, that wasn't a roll. I'm not even sure that was a pause. Like, you got to do something different here. You're going to get more tickets. you got to do something about this. Well, what happened? What caused him to change was he got a gauge that showed him where he was, and it changed things. To this day, he is super slow, and you want to know what he's bragging about? He's bragging about his mileage and what he gets, and if he tells you he gets mileage in something, he probably does, but nobody else is going to get as good a mileage as he does, unless you do that same thing, where you roll two miles up to it, you roll through a few things you probably shouldn't, because he got a gauge. So what we're meant to do, and what, I'm, what my hope and prayer is this morning is this, is that we write down, we establish a gauge about where we are. And now that we're there, we can move on. And we can say, okay, how can I get better at this? Let me just say, no map in the world will work if you don't know where you are. Don't matter. If you don't know where you are, no map is going to help you. It just, it, just, it just doesn't work. You've got to know where you are to start. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to get a scale, 1 through 10, and I'm going to ask you to write down what number and where you are in the area of your time, in the area of your talent, in the area of your treasure. How are you, how are you doing as far as using those things to serve God? And it's really just establishing where you are and then saying, okay, and then I'm going to have you tear that out, and we're going to pass that forward. I'm kidding. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not doing that. We, we do that, and you're all like, 10, 10, 10. Yes, I'm doing great. Pass that forward. No, 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 no. But really what it is, is it's a starting point for you to look at and say, okay, and then for you to take and pray and be like, God, is this where you want me? Am I okay where I am, or do I need to grow? And if you're like, you know what? I need to change where I am, then visit then visit that gauge. Visit that gauge. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to write this down in the three areas. So the first area is the area of time. So when it comes to your time, how well do you serve God? Are you serving God with your time? And here we go. Number one, number one would be I hang out with the devil a lot and we get along really well. Okay, like that's, that's like number one. Okay, that's like the bottom. And then 10 is like, yeah, me and the angel Gabriel, we got this down. Okay, like we, we do this all the time. We're nailing this. 
You're going to probably find yourself probably somewhere in between. All right, so here we go. Time. How, how well are you serving God with your time? Examples of ways that we serve God with our time is it might be you have, you have daily devotions, a time set aside where you're like, God, I want to hear from you so that I'm ready to do and to be, be where you want me to be, where you're growing spiritually. Maybe it's time that you spend praying. Maybe you have a commute. And so for you, you're like, you know what? I'm going to redeem some time. I'm going to make the most out of this time. So in that commute, you're turning off. Some, you're not listening to the radio. You're like, no, God, I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek after you. I'm going to ask for some wisdom. And you're, you're taking that commute. And you're like, no, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to honor you with, with, with this time. It might be church. You're, you're here already, so this ain't going to be a one. We're like, okay, I have regularly, regular time where I get together, where I seek after you, where I get together with the body. This is what I'm going to do. You're serving God with your time. Maybe you host a Bible study. I don't know. There's, there's so many things. But one through ten, how do you, are you serving God with your time? That's number one. The next one is talent. This one's a little bit harder because all of us are so much different. I like what it says in Romans 12. It says, in His grace, God gave us different gifts. One translation says, made us better at different things. Different gifts to do certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as He's given you. If your gift is serving others, then serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach. If it's to encourage, encourage. If it is giving, then give generously. If God has given you the gift of leadership ability, then take your responsibility seriously. Do you have the gift of showing kindness? Then do it gladly. Like, there's so many different things that you could be doing. But are you serving God with your talent? And really, one of the places that this starts is church. And here's why I love, one of the reasons why I'm like, you need to be on that dream team. Plug in, come and serve here, use those gifts and talents, is this, is church is meant to be an incubator of sorts. See, an incubator is an ideal environment for something to grow. And when we take our gifts and talents and we use them here, it's not meant to be the end point, but more of a starting of, wait, this is so much fun. I'm not just blessing other people. I'm being blessed. And as a result, we're like, I want to go do this, this, this some more. This is awesome. Where else can I serve? What else can I do? I don't want to just be done on Sunday. And you're like, Grand Rapids Dream Center, here I come. How, how can I get involved? And what, what can I do? It's meant to be more. So what is it? How is it that you serve with your talents? How is it that you serve with your talents? It may be something you're like, well, I've got a business, and, and, and you're, you run your business, and how can I serve God with my business? It might be the relationships that you have. It might be talent where you're like, you sing and you play an instrument, and you're like, well, I, I, I can serve God with that. What is it that you're doing with your talents? Write that down, one through ten. Then the next one, that's our treasure. Now, when I say treasure, don't just think cash. Don't just think money, yes, but it's, it's our treasure, it's more than that, but some things that you can do, yep, we can tie, that's a great thing to do, support a missionary, absolutely. Maybe you sponsor a child, it's a great thing. Um, one, of the, one of my favorite organizations specifically for that would be Amina Ministries. And if you're thinking, man, not, 
you just bring that up, and I would love to sponsor a child. You can go to LifeWest Give, and you can just scroll down to the bottom. So LifeWest Church, hit the Give tab and scroll to the bottom, and you can see, see the different partners that we partner with. And one of them is Amina Ministries, and you can sponsor, you can sponsor a child. You can fa- sponsor a, a family or even a city, a, a village. And one of the things I love about Amina is you could feed somebody every day for three years. But if you don't introduce them to Jesus, I'm sorry, but you have done them a disservice because you've left the greatest need they have unmet. And they do both. Feed them, yes, but it needs to be done, and they need to hear the news of the gospel. That is the one, number one need that anybody has. So, so that, it might be something like that. It might be Amina. It might be the things that you have. And serving God with our treasure can be just as simple as we hear a need, and we're like, wait a second. Could I meet that need? Using what we have and being willing, willing to give it. Years ago, I uh, did, did a carpet job, and, and, and the guy, he told me beforehand, <laughs> but he, he paid me in a, in a computer. Before I went and did it, he's like, hey, uh, I know you, you quoted me this much. I got a computer. It's probably worth more. He goes, I built it to edit videos and stuff, and he was going to do some wedding photo- videography, photography. He's like, it didn't work out. I'll, how about I just, we just swap. You install the carpet, and I'll give you this computer. And so I look at it, and I'm like, I don't really need a computer. I was like, but this is, this is, it's worth way more than my, y- yes. So I take the computer, and it's this fancy thing that he had built up, um, and I used it to check email, you know? I'm like, yeah, it, 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 it works, and that, that's, that, that works for me. And then I was talking with a missionary friend down in Mexico, I was like, what's going on, and what have you been up to down there? And he was sharing with me about what was going on, and was, we were supporting them. And he said, well, something that's really cool that I didn't expect is he goes, I'm getting involved with, it's kind of like Hollywood, but in, in, in Mexico. And he's like, I'm making shorts, these, these videos and all this stuff. And he goes, it's really cool what I'm getting to do. And when he said that, I, I thought, I got a computer that I wonder if he could use. Like, it just popped in my mind, like, I got a computer I check emails with that was designed for videos. So I was like, Joel, I was like, hey, um, is there anything you need? And he goes, actually, he goes, any video equipment at all as we're growing this and making it better? And I was like, hey, I've got a computer that, I, that, that, that might work. And he's like, uh. And I said, so I looked up the specs, and I'm talking to him, like, this is what he goes, absolutely, that would be great, that would be awesome. So I gave it off, I give it to him, and he's like, yep, thanks, thank you so much. But it was, it was something that I had, but when I heard about a need, instead of just praying, I, I got that like, wait a second, I think I could solve this, something that I just kind of have, and I'm, I'm not even utilizing, I don't even really need it, like, like, yeah, you can use this, yes, definitely. And I'm like, I, I do, I feel like that was the Holy Spirit being like, hey, you can do that. There's other times, remember another time I was, I was talking with somebody, and he's like, you know, I'm just really believing God for a car. And I was like, well, I think I could help you with that. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I've got this truck that you, honestly, if it'll meet your needs, I'm like, there's a couple things wrong with it, but if it'll meet your needs, you can have it. And then I, I told him about it, and he's like, no, I don't think that would work. I, I don't think that would work. And I was like, okay, all right, all right fine. It's not like every time it it's going to work that way, and he, he, he didn't even want it. But it's just, when we say we're serving God with our treasure, it's not just 
please don't think it's checks and cash and this is what we send. It's everything that we have. It's being like, God, how can I use this to build your kingdom? And maybe you hear about a need and God prompts something and you that's like, meet that need. Don't just pray about it, solve it. Don't, don't just, you, don't, you don't even need to pray about it. You get that prompt. It's being willing to be like, yes, this is something that I treasure, but God, use it. How, how can you use this? Yes, absolutely. It's being open to God using each and every bit of it. Because here's the deal. What we measure improves. And then what we reflect on improves even more. It's going back and looking at it again. It's goals. If we write down a, a goal and never look at it again, what good does it really do us? It's going back again. If we step on the scale once, and I'm like, oh yeah, I should really do something about that. But then the next day, I don't get on again and again and again, and I eat this and I eat that, and I do this and I do that, and I think, oh, I don't know, my pants really aren't that tight yet. That's one way of doing it. Or I could get back on that scale each day and say, how am I doing today? And I get back on the next day. And here's the thing. So often we think huge change. And huge change is great. Especially when God speaks to us and he puts something on us. And it's like, okay. And we pray and we confirm and we ask other people. And we're like, this is so crazy. I have to have somebody else confirm what I think God is telling me to do. I love those stories of just crazy generosity where they're selling this. And I love it. But let me just, let me just say Anything is better than nothing. And even a small change is infinitely better than doing nothing. And what if we just take and say, God, this is where I am today. And if we pray and God's like, no, this is something I would like you to grow in. This is an area of giving, of, gener of serving that I want you to grow in. And so we just take one step closer, one step farther in the journey that God is calling us on. Don't wait for just the giant thing and be like, oh, I'll do that. That is, we're right back to the, well, when I get more, I'll do more. What if we just start right where we are, we get kind of creative, and we're like, I could cut this, I could move this over here. Don't, don't, don't put steak in pancakes, please. But just be like, okay, what can I do? How can I make this a little, we get creative with what we have. We open up our hearts, and we say, okay, God, what is it that I can do where I am? And we just, we just approach it different. Something small is infinitely better than nothing at all. And say, I'm going to start doing something. I'm going to start setting aside some time. And let me just say this. In any way, in every way that you can, if you decide that you want to grow in this, and God's like, yep, this is the area I want you to do, any and every way that you can, automate it. You decide to sponsor a child, do it, but make it automatic so that you don't accept that payment, that that that. Deposit, whatever they call it, goes out, and you're like, you know what? It's going to happen every month. You decide, I want to I give to church. Make it automatic so that you don't have to think about it over and over and over. Just be like, yep, I'm going to make this automatic. Here's what we can do. Here's how I can do it. Maybe you're like, you know what I want to do is I want to have some money to give, and I, I want to have a fund where I'm prepared for needs as they come up. Make it automatic. Maybe you even open up a separate account. And every time you get paid, maybe it's 50 bucks, maybe it's 25, maybe it's five, maybe it's 100, I don't know what it is, but it automatically moves from one account to another so that it's ready for you. Maybe it's just a spot in your wallet. I've got two, I've got a divider in my wallet, and I've got spending money in the front, and I've got giving and saving in the back. 
where you're like, I'm going to put some money here because this isn't for me. Maybe you set it aside in an envelope. I don't know how you do it, but make it automatic so that when the time comes, you're ready. And that, that a little, you get that nudge of help make that happen. And you're like, I can. I can, I, I can do that because you've already laid the groundwork to do that. And here's my prayer. My prayer is that you do this. That you begin wherever you are. You look and you say, this is where I am. That you take a minute, you stop, and you pray. And you say, God, is this where you want me? Is there an area, maybe with my time, my talent, or treasure, that you're challenging me to grow in? And that if he does, you say, okay. And you take a step. You take a step in whatever he's asking you to do. If you can automate it, make it automatic. It's something that you want to grow in, that you go back and you visit it again. You really want to grow in it, you take that goal, that thing that God's calling you towards, and you tell somebody else, this is where I'm going. This is, man, we say it, it gets real. It gets some accountability of somebody saying, how's that going? Is it working? Are you growing? What are you doing? Because here's what I know is going to happen. It's Jesus himself that said it. It is more blessed to give than it is to receive. You're going to open your life, you're going to open your heart, and you're going to realize that God just fills it all right back up. That as you begin, you're like, I thought I was going to go and I was just going to be the blessing and you're going to walk away the one that's blessed. Your heart is going to be more full than it's ever been. As you take steps and you watch how God uses you to be his hands and to be his feet. As God prompts you in a prayer and you're like, you know, this is a prayer that I actually I think I can solve. I can answer this one. And you look and you're like, God, I give you my time. I give you my treasure. I give you my talent. What do you want me to do with it? And we walk through. And indeed, we are his hands and feet. So to excel in that, excel in the grace of giving. Know where you are and take a step. Take the next step. Saying, God, what is it that you want me to do? But if you're here today, can I tell you what the very first step is? relationship with Jesus. If you're here, maybe you don't know where you stand with God. And just because you're here, that doesn't do it. Coming to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than living in a chicken coop makes you a chicken. It makes you stinky, but it don't make you a chicken. It's a relationship that you have. The Bible says it this way, if we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that Jesus died on the cross and rose again, it's a decision that you make in your heart and then you confess with your mouth. If you're here today and you say, today's the day I want to know where I stand with God. I want to leave here knowing I'm forgiven and set free. I want to begin to walk out the plan and the purpose he has for me. I'd love the honor of praying with you. So if everybody would, would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? If you're here this morning and you say, I want to know. I want to give my life to him because here's what I know. I know I don't know where I stand. I know I'm not his. I know I'm not forgiven but I want to be forgiven. I want to be set free and I want to begin to walk out the plan and purpose he has for me. If that's you, I'd love the honor of praying with you. What I'm going to ask is I'm going to ask at the count of three that you lift your hand. And when you do so, you're saying, I want to be forgiven. I want to be set free. Then we're going to pray right in your seat. When we say amen, 
can you know beyond a shadow of a doubt where you stand with God? You're forgiven, set free, and begin to walk out the plan and purpose that God has for you. If that's you, here we go. Be bold. One, all the way up. Two, three. Right now, say, that's me, and today is my day. Awesome. This is my time. I love it. All right, hands down. Here's what we're going to do. Everybody in the room, would you do this with me? Let's all pray this prayer. You're just going to repeat after me. But those that lifted your hands, as you say these words, make them your own. Say them from your heart. Let's just do this all together. Everybody say, Jesus, forgive me and make me new. From now on, I'm yours. With all that I am, I'm going to serve you. Thank you for dying, for shedding your blood for me. From now on, I'm yours. With all that I am, I'll serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.